Hey everybody, welcome to our third podcast episode numero trace here at Normandy Church. I am your host, John Bauer. Thanks for checking it out. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're still going to get to Lectio Divina, but I want to talk a little bit about fear. Now, just yesterday evening, the Dallas County Judge, Clay Jenkins, issued a shelter-in-place mandate for Dallas County, for the city of Dallas, from March 23rd to April 5th. Of course, this is all in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and it's being done in hopes to prevent further outbreak and spread to keep people safe and keep the hospitals from being overwhelmed by patients and clients with COVID-19. Now, I'm not here to comment on whether this is a prudent decision by Judge Jenkins or whether it is rash. What I do know is that we're entering into a time that none of us have really lived before, at least primarily those listening to this podcast. What I do know is that we're entering into a a time of uncertainty and crisis. Casey and I and the family went for a walk around the neighborhood and literally everyone and their dog is out. And except for most of the kids, social distancing was practiced. And at the same time, all we could talk about was COVID-19 and what we were doing about food and schools. Um, I had different conversations with different businessmen and women. And one of the calmest, coolest cucumbers in our neighborhood that I know is feeling the weight of what's going to happen or I should say, what could happen financially in our nation. Now, I am no financial expert, but I know that if people aren't working and small businesses are shutting down, that things could get ugly really fast, especially if we're not allowed to go out and work. And with this in mind, I want to talk to you a little bit about fear, the emotion of fear. Now, fear is neither bad nor good. It's just an emotion. Neurologically, our brains have a fear center and they're designed to keep us safe. For instance, if you see a snake, you get out of the way. However, if you have a constant bombardment of fear, if your cortisol level is just pumping... So for me personally, I am really not that worried about getting sick or really my immediate family. I don't have that concern. However, with a little bit of vulnerability, I do have some fear when it comes to the uncertainty of how my family's well-being will be when it comes to finances. And I'm not talking about the immediate time frame. I'm talking about three months, six months down the road because... No one can really forecast what's going to happen to our nation, to our state, and to our city with all of this uncertainty. And so here is where I want to talk to you briefly about fear before we dive into Lectio Divina. The emotion of fear. Fear is neither bad nor good. In fact, our brains are neurologically hardwired to keep us safe. That's the fear center in our brain. For instance, when a car is coming, your fear center will react before you have time to think. Get out of the car, jump to the left, dive on the ground and roll. 
You don't think that, you just react, and that's because your brain is wired to keep you safe. That's a good example of how fear should operate in our lives. So the problem for myself and for others is not necessarily fear, but rather when our brains start to look through the lens of fear all of the time. When that happens, our cortisol level rises. We're full of anxiety, and then we can't tell a dangerous situation where your need for life is actually endangered and just fears that are clouding your judgment and making you stressed out and anxious. And for those of us who are trying to follow Jesus and have for some time, we know that the Bible says very often, in fact, some people say about 365 times, something about do not fear or do not be anxious or do not worry. So we can know that fact. However, our subconscious can still drive us in fear. So in essence, it doesn't matter how many times you quote the Bible, and it doesn't matter how many Bible verses you know on do not fear. What matters is that fear is ultimately ended in the context of relationship with Jesus. He says over and over again, do not fear for I am with you. And so in this instance, the truth will set you free, but you must remember that the truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so it's not until your fear has encountered the person of Jesus that you literally begin to have a transformed mind and fear and anxiety and worry do not permeate your being. With all that in mind, this is the very point of Lectio Divina, the practice that I'm about to lead you through. In Lectio, it's different from other forms of reading scripture. I want you to picture Mary and her sister Martha. Martha was busy in the kitchen, and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his word. So in Lectio, our desire is to submit ourselves to and let scripture speak to us so that we can encounter it through humility and by God's good grace. Now, a brief reminder on Lectio. It's five different parts. There's three different readings. And we've got a rather in-depth blog on Lectio Divina on our website, normandychurch.com. So in the first reading, what you're doing is you're paying attention to a word or phrase that stands out. And then the scripture is read again, and you take that word or phrase and you meditate on it. You think deeply on it. You use your imagination to see how it might apply to you, to God, to others in the world around you. And here I want to encourage you that if you need to hit pause on the podcast so that you can meditate or pray more, feel free to do so. The third step is prayer. After you've meditated, you take a few moments to pray something to the Lord. When it's done corporately, it's usually a silent prayer, but feel free to pray out loud. Now, after the third and final reading, that's the time where we're really trying to make space for Jesus to speak to us through his word. You ask questions like, Christ, how are you coming to me? What do you want me to know right now? What are you doing inside of me? Where are you now? 
And then finally, actio. It's where in your response to God's word, you respond with action. How can you love God? How can you love others? How can you join in his mission in the world by listening and obeying to his word or even to what he spoke to you? For today's reading, I've collected several verses from Deuteronomy all the way to 1 Peter. And so as we begin, just take a moment, be present, and just talk to Jesus. Here I am. Maybe say, Jesus, speak. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now, before the second reading, take that phrase or that word that stands out to you and listen to it again so that you'll be ready to meditate on it. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. So here, just begin to breathe and meditate. Take moments to think and use your imagination about what the Lord is saying to you.
Now in response to that meditation, turn around to the Lord and say a prayer to Him. It can be simple. It could be out loud. It can be silent. It can be in tongues. But just take a moment and pray in response to God's Word. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. And so here is an act of sheer grace. Now we wait upon the Lord's voice. Jesus, how are you speaking to me? Jesus, how are you coming to me? Maybe you ask him, Lord, what are you doing inside me? Take a moment, listen, breathe, rest, journal, for this is an act of sheer grace. Of course, the final portion is actio. How can you, in your own desire and your own heart for the Lord, respond to Him? Whether it's in loving Him, whether it's in loving your neighbor, whether it's in loving your family, what can you do in response and love and obedience to Jesus for His holy word? Here's where you might journal it. Take time to think and see what desires are coming up in your heart. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for my beautiful bride for being our reader today. And in the words of the late, great Eugene Peterson, God loves you. He is on your side. He is coming after you. He is relentless. Amen. <laughs>